0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right. We're back here uh, kicking off, uh, officially at least, kicking off our uh, Halloween themed uh, October episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, We kind of started it last week with Justice League Dark, but I'd say that's like on the border. Yeah. Calling that borderline. a true horror would be a stretch. Yeah. But it's horror adjacent. Horror, exactly. It's horror superhero stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we're getting in here with uh, the next two weeks are going to be bonafide uh, horror material. Uh, no superhero stuff this time. I guess unless you count lock and key. I guess that's kind of superhero-y. <laughs> there's yeah. no... There's, Batman's not there. But yeah. <laughs> you kind of get superpowers. Yeah, I suppose, it's yeah. It's a moot point. Oh, yeah. Um, But that is our plan for this week and in a couple weeks for our final Halloween episode as well. We... Pivoted off of our idea that we were going to do for this week, where our original plan—we
1: kind of had our own spooky Halloween. like a switcheroo. We did,
0: because um, our plan, at least the one that we announced uh, on our last episode, was we were going to do the Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, and then watch the Freddy versus Jason movie. Yep. Uh, we even got as far as watching the movie. We did watch. Yeah, we it. watched the movie. Uh, we just couldn't find an easy place to access the comic book. Yeah. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's not in print. We wouldn't have had time to order it, and nope. it's not digital like anywhere, which is peculiar. I've almost never seen that happen.
1: Yeah. The only thing I could find was like a shitty website with a PDF of it, and I was like, I don't want to. We're do not going to do that. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, want to do that.
0: It's it's weird because like I I've almost if nothing else usually it's on like comiXology. yeah or like you'd something think. yeah uh, but it's weird yeah I just could not get our hands on that comic so that no idea nowhere. what it's like yep uh, but we pivoted so this week as you can tell by the title is going to be a comic I had actually never heard about called the Empty Man yep um, which yeah
1: I hadn't heard of it until a few weeks ago because I. Saw that someone recommended the movie to me and then realized that the movie was based on a comic afterward.
0: And I was like, damn, I got to read that. Um, Because it's pretty recent that that movie is... The comic is from 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And so it got adapted into a movie pretty quickly. Yeah, real quick. So uh, Colin Bunn getting that movie money. Um, But our plan is uh, this week we're going to be doing... Uh, the Empty Man, like I mentioned, and then in a couple weeks we already we're we're still locked in on doing Lock and Key. Yep. Uh, we did Lock and Key last year. If you want to catch up on that episode, uh, or, or that those three episodes, I think. Yeah, three. We, yeah, we did three Lock and Key episodes. So if you want to catch up on those before the next season, uh, we ended up last year talking about the first three volumes of the comic, and uh, along with the entire first season. Yep. Uh, and that's coming out soon, so we'll be able to. Uh, we might end up finishing the comic book because there's not that much left. And it's the kind of book you just kind of burn through when you're yeah. reading, anyway. So yep. there's um, like all the side ones, but yeah, so we'll get to those maybe like when they continue the show. Then we can start burning yep. into the side stories and then maybe even Sandman Lock and Key. Yeah, for sure. Um, because Sandman's a thing we'll probably do anyway. So that by then we'll have a con uh, the context of both
1: books. Yeah, and they're both on Netflix, so they right they could do a little combo. Oh my
0: god, what if they did that? Be, <laughs>
1: be, I'd, I wouldn't bet on it, but it'd be no, cool. I wouldn't <laughs> bet on it either, but that'd be pretty wild. Yeah,
0: I would. Um, so yeah, feel free to read ahead. We always definitely recommend Lock and Key. It's a very, very good book. Mm-hmm. I guess since, uh, in case people were tuning in today to get some Freddy vs. Jason stuff, we did watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, we watched. We, the we movie. can at least share our thoughts on that. I did not get a chance to read the comic book. Yeah, yeah. But I had never seen Freddy vs. Jason. It's not quite what I was expecting. Yeah. But um, there's there's some fun parts. I mean, I think the final like concept is really what the whole movie was wrapped around. Exactly. Yeah. Like the last act, of the last thirty minutes or so is
1: pretty solid because it's just Freddy vs. Jason and everyone else just like scrambling for their lives. So it's, right, it, it's it's fun. But yeah, as a Whole it's just kind of all right,
0: and it, it kind of works only because they have like they they do the thing you kind of have to do in a versus movie, where you, you pick one of them to be like the good guy. Yeah. Whenever there's Quote, like unquote. a monster versus monster movie, it's always like one of them you got to root for, or else yeah. this movie's nonsense. Let's just run away. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why are we dealing with this? <laughs> um So they pick Jason to be that person, which is it seems like Makes the obvious because Freddy's a fucking creep. Exactly. You can't pick him. Yeah. No. There's uh, nothing redeemable. But about Jason's Freddy just a, like a good boy who's just killing people because his mom told him to. Exactly. And <laughs> like you. He was bullied as
1: a kid like right. he was just like a kid that you got picked on. Old chasing, yeah, yeah like
0: there's some redeeming qualities there uh, and he's just out there you know doing what he loves that that's killing teenagers <laughs> but you know what you can't follow uh you know fault a guy for following yeah, his dreams those <laughs> dirty <laughs> dirty teenagers <laughs> You know, think they, they just should stop fucking at Camp Crystal Lake. What are you they thinking? Th- you'd think you'd learn by now. <laughs> Everyone who does gets killed. Um, but yeah, so that movie was, the end of it got like a really campy, just horror movie, just oh, like a yeah. monster fight, which is fun. You know, just seeing them just like try to do damage to each other, but they're both basically invulnerable. So eventually you're just kind of like, what am I watching? <laughs> oh yeah. And then you
1: get the moment where they knock out Jason with like the sleep juice and it's like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. And, like Then it's like, you know, Freddy versus Jason in Dream World and then it's all like, there's a lot of fun stuff like that in it but that, i mean there's no substance there really. there's,
0: there's definitely a way to do a movie with those same like campy fun qualities and do it way better though like this oh, movie yeah. definitely could have been way better
1: yeah because i mean obviously the acting and like just a lot of the just down parts with like the people was pretty bad oh there's a <laughs> lot a of people parts it's really <laughs> yeah. upsetting and a
0: lot of just like references to all the old movies and sequels i'm like stop mate let this stand alone
1: i know exactly because, I, and I can't tell, someone might know, but I'd like, because uh, there's a whole side story where the main quote unquote girl is like her, like old high school or middle school boyfriend, like, like ran, like he just disappeared one day and then it turns out that the town had locked up. Yeah, him. he like knows about Freddy. Anyone yeah. who knew about Freddy Krueger, they threw in an asylum basically. And then like. Like, like
0: quarantine, which
1: actually it's kind of like the empty man. Yeah. Um. So, um, but yeah, I don't know if that's from an old Freddy movie. It might be. But I it, it and if, right. it, if it is or isn't like it didn't really matter. They kind of caught everyone up in a kind of five minute montage, right?
0: Um, but yeah, actually, now that we bring that up, the Freddy Krueger and the Empty Man have uh, some similarities, actually. Yeah, that a I'm lot more realizing. than I thought of initially. It's all about like a mind seed. Like if you know about him and you think about him, and the more you think about it, the more real it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The movie leaned into that a little more, but there's definitely a lot of that in this comic book too. Oh, for sure. Um but that, yeah, so that's our plan. We're going to be uh, doing some Halloween stuff. We do also have our uh, anniversary episode that we're going to throw out sometime in October. Uh, oh, right. We get a chance to do that. Uh, we always go through and just, uh, it's usually, uh, uh, the, the length is very variant. It depends on how long we just feel like talking. Yeah, uh, Usually <laughs> we'll have a couple drinks and then just kind of rank the books that we've uh, talked about through the course of the year. And yep. uh, our favorite creators and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So that is the plan. Uh, we're going to have a good old hangout to celebrate two years of doing a podcast. God, yeah, it's crazy. It's been two years already. Yeah, right. Time flies when you're in the time soup of a quarantine. <laughs> I was going to say, when you're in the middle of a global pandemic. You, you just need to talk into a microphone to keep yourself sane. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna be doing some Halloween stuff. Uh, we're gonna, like I said, without further ado, we're gonna be kicking off this week with the Empty Man. Uh, get the creative team out here real quick for the comic book. Uh, there's a few different. If you're looking to read this, there's a few different stories for the Empty Man. The yep. original one is just called the Empty Man. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a couple kind of spinoff stories that deal with like kind of like uh, not the same characters or anything, but similar kind of uh, story ideas. Same universe. Yeah, exactly. Which is
1: kind of how the movie
0: works too. Which is
1: like, yeah, the movie is essentially cool another way. one of those side stories. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, the the creative team here is uh, written by Colin Bun, uh, who is known for writing a lot of horror comics. He's written one of my favorite horror comics, uh, Harrow County, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, a really good one. I'm trying yeah, that's one I gotta read. It's being reprinted right now. I'm collecting it as it comes out. Oh hell yeah! Uh, art by uh, Vanessa Del Rey and Michael Garland uh, is the uh, the creative team here, which I wanted to call out because I really like their uh, their way of paneling. Yep, uh, paneling is super 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 important for uh, horror comics, especially. Yeah. It, yeah it's it's everything. You like it's make or break when it comes to that because otherwise it just it just feels like something that you can tell is trying to be scary, but it just never is. Yeah, because
1: y- if it's like bland like boring paneling it really takes away from like the effect
0: yeah and there's a fine line between showing too much or too little and that, exactly, that goes yeah. with the art too that's the penciling oh, as well absolutely um yeah. but yeah horror art is extremely hard and like when it's pulled off right like it's something you can really appreciate oh yeah Um. so that's definitely the number one call out i have with this book yeah and it, as a whole the art's pretty phenomenal um, the story starts out with, uh, it basically centers around this, uh, evangelical priest who's kind of like preaching doomsday. Uh, very kind of like, uh, starts out with like, um, he's like doing, uh, sermons like from a gas station. Mm-hmm. And there is a uh, a woman here who uh, will be introduced to and uh, um, and her brother who are kind of, like, you know, desperate. A lot of the people here are just, like, desperate looking for something, which yeah. is a theme that will be followed through, just, like, you know, preying on people who just, like, will believe anything and, like, using that and be like, oh, no, now you're going to believe in this fucked up thing I want you to. Yeah, exactly. Um and so Which is how
1: pretty much every cult operates. Yep. Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, but hopefully, there's not actually a dark Cthulhu at yeah. the end of those ones. <laughs> Let's hope <laughs> there's, they're not being uh, led by Lord a dark one. Oh, I hope doesn't come down and snipe me. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's kind of the uh, a, a fucked up trend. Uh, if you've seen the happening, it's kind of like that, but way better. Yeah, um, not stupid. It's like yeah, where yeah. everyone's kind of like losing their minds and just kind of has lost track, and it's just like mindless gore, senseless violence. Yeah. Um, like the example that's given here, which is uh, referenced in the um, in the movie. Uh, I, I don't know if this is in this issue, but one that's also referenced in the movie is like a woman who just like. Uh, thinks that her baby is like the antichrist and feeds it to her dogs. Yeah, like, like some a pack kind of, of dogs. just like temporary insanity where you just lose it and just do unthinkable things. Yeah, it's like a form of mass hysteria. Right. And it just seems to be happening to all these people like across like the world and just like in seemingly random patterns, but they all keep referencing like this these same things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, saying like, I can't get it out of my head. Like it's itching in my brain. Like I can't, like it's like something's like compelling them to do all this stuff.
1: Yep. And then some, yeah. Some people are leaving behind messages like the empty man made me do it and stuff
0: like that. Right, and they're the uh, the way they're treating it is literally like a disease. Like they start out literally like putting a um the the thing they use when they're like doing pest control on your house. Yep, like the big tent over the house, and then they send like a hazmat team in. Um, the story centers around these uh, two detectives who are kind of like, I guess, X-Files detectives. They don't tell us that outright, but they, they tell us they were chosen because they were like paranormally sensitive.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's and I think, um, which is it, um, Jensen is actually with the CDC. Oh, really? Because it's like that. the FBI okay. and the CDC are kind of working because they're treating it like a, like a pathological Literally, disease. Literally, sending the CDC, right. Yeah, because they really have no idea how to deal with it.
0: So they're kind of just throwing a bunch of straws at it um and the the central case of this story is a uh, a grizzly murder at this uh, family home where the kids went missing there's blood all over the house and the mom was found basically like with her skin stretched out and like nailed to the wall yeah um, <laughs>
1: and the art on that is ridiculously yeah. ridiculously brutal oh yeah it,
0: it's <laughs> fucked up and like the way that the pencils like have all the lines it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it, bad. it's bad yeah it's bad but in a great art way oh yeah it's great um, horror it's bad, good. It's bad, gruesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, they literally like turn the skin almost into like a curtain. Yeah, uh, at the bottom, or like it opens up like the two legs, and yeah, like it's meant to like be like a doorway. Yeah, it's straight up looks up, like a doorway. Yep, in a fucked up kind of way. Yep, and uh, we'll find out at the end. Like the kids literally like walked through there, like to like a different dimension, essentially. Yep. Yeah, in some kind of like fucked up ritual. Yeah, it's a big thing um but the detectives like don't know this and they go through this whole comic investigating this like a missing persons case you know questioning people trying to get to the bottom of like what is this disease who's spreading this stuff why is this happening yep um and we get a lot of those examples like that honestly some of my favorite parts of this book are just like the very very short scenes where they just cut to and from these little tiny scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because Cullen Bunn, I think one of his best strengths as a writer is very short horror stories. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's where he really excels. Like, Harrow County is a good ongoing horror series, but, like, it's... Uh, more recently he released a story called Tales from Horror County, which is more like just one off just like here's a fucked up cryptid thing in the world. Gotcha. Here's what it did. The end. Gotcha. Um and just like little kind of things like that. I think it works really well for comic book horror. Just oh, like yeah. you don't get too many questions answered and you're like, What what the fuck was that? What did I just see? <laughs> exactly. And you get a lot of that in these kind of just like newsreel stories of the empty man like across the world, just like um like there's a woman who like jumps off a building and, uh, to kill herself and like lands and then the people watching are like, Oh, but she didn't die. She just got up with like her eyeballs like out of her skull. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Got walked right back up to the stairs to do it again. Yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. And so like a lot of those just like brief little things is like a whole scene in itself that you just see little snippets of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one common thread that is going to uh, kind of go through the the comic and the movie is this idea of the empty man himself, basically like an empty vessel kind of kept almost like in the catatomic state to yep. uh, to vessel, like to hold this other being mm-hmm. like from a dimension we can't understand. It's very like Lovecraftian. Yeah. Um. And through this medium, it, it can spread to our world. Yep. Oh God. Okay. Before we get too far into it though, I do want to call out the worst one. There's the woman who smothers herself in cat litter. That uh, uh, no oh that's right yeah N- not that way I'll take <laughs> hot take I'll take any of these other ways yeah she just like swallows it you don't want to you don't want to do that no definitely not um one complaint I do have about a little bit of like the story pacing and like I guess it's fine but like it did disappoint me coming from watching the movie because mm-hmm. I did actually watch the movie first in this case yeah is there's a lot of parts where the detectives just kind of like punch and kick their way out of a situation <laughs> yeah Like, like for they'll, sure they'll be attacked by this like cthulhu monster this like shadow beast with a thousand eyes and it'll be like, in the police station they're like oh shit and like usually like in you know horror stuff they'll fire their guns and stuff and like nothing happens and they gotta yeah. run they, they gotta be desperate they gotta be clever yeah but in this they literally just kind of like drop kick
1: the thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the like the first time they run into it because uh Cause yeah, because the the empty it can kind of when it's powerful enough it can manifest like actual like in the movie they actually use the word tulpa but in this they I don't think he ever explicitly says tulpa in this but it's like a it's a thought manifestation monster in a sense but. Yeah, the first time that like that it gets away, then the second time they end up just absolutely bodying it, and, <laughs> right. and, like shooting it a bunch of times. Yeah,
0: that was the because this first part is, is like fine. He kicks it at first, which I thought was weird, but then yeah. the rest of it is like the way they defeat it is the monster like eats the brain of this guy who wanted to join with the beast, and yeah. he gets what he wanted in a fucked up way, and then the b- beast is gone. Yep. Um, but then yeah, you're right. Later there's a scene where they fight it again, and they like run it over with their car, and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> straight up just <laughs> nail the hell out of it. I was like, this isn't like a deer. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> But like uh, yeah, it's like my one complaint. I was like, really?
1: Yeah, like it's definitely it's a short book. It's only six issues. Yeah, it's so very short. You might have been a little pressed for time. Like that that's my my only And, thought, and sometimes but.
0: with comic books too, like it's not up to you. It'll yeah. be like, Hey, your book's ending, wrap it up. Yeah, oh sure. shit. Uh, you run it over with your car. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was gonna have this thing be like a two arc monster, but there's no time for it. Yeah, that. <laughs> no time. Um, and the um, the detectives, they, like, like I said, they're both, like, paranormally sensitive, so, like, they do kind of see, like, little things, like, or, like the other side, like, it's like the Cthulhu mythos, like, there's always, like, things we don't see around us all the time we just can't interact with. Yeah. And, like, they're seeing this a lot of times, like, just in visions, like, there'll be someone that's, like, buying groceries, and she'll look over, and they'll have, like, a tentacle head. Yep. Um, but a part of that, too, is, like, a little bit of, like, the empty man creeping into them as well, kind mm-hmm. of, like, getting in their brain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because it's, yeah, Jensen...
1: Is the one that starts seeing stuff first?
0: Right. Yeah, because uh, she's the one who uh, like finds the solution because of that in yep. the end as well.
1: Yeah, I guess she kind of has to uh, roll Langford uh, like along for the ride. She's like, okay, like I have some pretty solid leads, but I can't really tell you where they're from. <laughs> you just got to trust me. You just got to like... kind of follow me, and we'll go some places that are fucked up, but we might find the answer. Yeah, yeah Langford's just like, well, fuck it. We got nothing else.
0: Yeah, because we find out he has cancer, so he pretty much has nothing to lose. He's yeah. just trying to do like one last good deed before he goes. Yeah, this is his last so ride. So at this point, he's like a Cthulhu monster. What the fuck do I care? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah right. (laughs) Yeah, because there's a lot of threads here that you can tell were kind of like wrapped up very quickly. I think you're right about that. Because like there's the whole thing with like the empty man's sister who's like kind of like a demon of her own at this point. Like after she gets twisted, yeah, which kind of seems like it was a little bit rushed because it gets wrapped up pretty quickly. Yeah, because this this woman basically brought like her brother
1: who's in a in a coma. With the empty man in him To this preacher Like to heal him Right And, the, and once the preacher Got a, a touch of the empty man And saw like What it was And what he could use it for Then he just kind of Became kinda, a tool yeah Yeah he just like Kind of took hold of, of her brother's body Just like yeah This is ours now And we can just kind of like Give you some money and stuff
0: Yeah so like I, I think having I think she was probably Planned to be like A longer running Like even evolve into Like her own Kind of like twisted monstrosity But it kind of feels like this. She was just kind of like The angel on the priest's shoulder A lot of times Yeah for sure like, It was like the one Kind of guilty head He's like no I can't her like i've done some pretty fucked up things yep uh because that's his fate at the end is like uh he basically gets to spend uh eternally with that cthulhu monster
1: yeah yeah because he ends up killing her yeah because she comes to him she's like listen like i asked you to heal my brother and now you're like dragging him to all these like freaking different cities for these like tours and all these like events like i'd like this is too much and yeah he does not like it well, I'm saying, like, after
0: that rap. Yeah, he, after. He, yeah, because like,
1: after, after he kills her, then, like, then she starts going, like, she shows up to Jensen, and that's that's where Jensen yeah, ends up getting her yeah, from. Yeah, uh, that's
0: revenge, yeah. Yeah.
1: But then, yeah, that kind of, like, she basically just relays that message and then just kind of pieces out. Like, it, it's pretty underwhelming. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, and, 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 like the design is really cool, too, like, the, uh, with, like, the, the red dress and the hair and all the fucking, like, uh, tentacles and shit yeah, in Yeah, she looks like she a she scarlet begins, woman. And she's <laughs> always got, like, yeah, maggots in her eyes. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool design. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like we said, things get wrapped up uh, pretty quickly. Uh, they 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 get the preacher, and they're just like, "Yep, uh, we got you." Desperate now, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, and then like she uh, uh, Jensen just kind of like figures out the solution, like kind of off screen, just yeah. by like seeing like everything that she's seen. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, it it clicked with me." Like, I guess it's hard to relay, like, the moment of, like, inspiration when uh, you just realize something happens. Yeah. because like, oh, it makes sense. That's the doorway. We need to bring this back out.
1: Yeah. but <laughs> Which, that part is ridiculous. Like, well, got to go grab this skin flap out of I was the... going to
0: say, is this in, like, a file cabinet? I think it's in, like, a meat cooler. Okay. But yeah.
1: Like, like where they, where they slide the bodies in after they get autopsy. Yeah. It's like,
0: oh, let me go grab this meat curtain. Again. Yeah. Ugh. So
1: yeah, they just the meat curtain shoved in a box.
0: It's a kind of a, a ridiculous ending. Where it does make sense, but it's, yeah. it's definitely the setup for a finale issue that never happens. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because what happens to end this? It's a little bit frustrating because it's it should they fi- they take out this like skin skinned woman this like meat curtain that they made that's a doorway to another universe. Yep. And they uh open it up and they're like well we got to go in there just trust me we're going into their their dimension now like the dimension of the empty man yep and uh but yeah, like we mentioned, uh, uh, Langford uh, has cancer, so he's like, "No, no, no, you stay here." Like, if anyone's going in there to do like some fucked up shit, it's gonna be me because I have the least to lose. Yeah, like if I could find these kids, this is my last. or oh, actually, well, well, they find the kids. Yeah, because the kids just up. walk out. Yeah, no, the kids <laughs> like, walk up, walk out. And they're like, "Oh, we did it! Hooray! We
1: have a great new message for
0: everyone." <laughs> <laughs> they just have these tilted heads. Like the empty man brings joy. Yeah, forever life. It'll be easy. Like, oh no, we're too late. Yeah, we should not have brought these kids back. Yeah, so the, uh, these kids are kind of beyond saving. Uh, when when Jensen. And sees them, they're like crawling with like maggots and shit, so it's like, yeah, they're they're not good. Yeah, it has gone. Um, but yeah, it's the way this ends, I think, is kinda hilarious because it's definitely the setup for a finale issue that never happens. Because Langford's like, Don't worry, like grabs his gun, I'm going in. I'm killing <laughs> I'm gonna kill him from the inside. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah, he means business. Yep. Flip the issue, the end. The end. Oh, <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I don't know for sure if this is in continuation. Or if
0: it's, like, still being written or if it got canceled. Well, but- that's the thing is this definitely reads like a book that got canceled early. Yeah. But, I, I mean, theoretically, maybe it wasn't. I mean, I guess I'd have to look into it or, like, ask Colin Bunn. But, like, yeah. maybe that was just meant to be, like, a cryptic ending, like... Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Just kind of leave it on a whim. Like maybe yeah. he came back. It's unlikely, but who knows? Yeah, exactly. Um, because the way I, when I was reading that when it ended there, I was like, oh, okay, so he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's <laughs> no way he's gonna go in there with a fucking handgun and kill the empty man. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Because th- there's a scene earlier with with a preacher when he first meets like the dude Nakoma when he touches him he basically cuz he has like high like psychic powers so he basically is thrown into like that conscious plane with like the quote, yeah. the empty man playing the duties in and he's just like yeah like the, like this is the world. I mean, you probably see it different. Like everyone sees it different, but like I basically can control everything here. So, mm-hmm.
0: like, if anyone that goes in there, they're in for a treat. Yeah, exactly. So, what's a fucking bullet gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of goofy. But at th- that point, he's probably like, "Hey, man, I gotta try." Yeah, why so, not? Fuck it. Let let's see some cool shit before I go out. Yeah, right. I'm gonna start firing my gun at Cthulhu. <laughs>
1: yeah, how many people could say that? <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah that's where that ends uh, there are some spin-off stories but as far as I can tell they are not in relation at, at any point to these characters although maybe there's a cameo or something I don't know I didn't read them yeah I haven't but... gotten
1: around to them yet but it, yeah it seems like they're just kind of the
0: background Langford just firing his gun in the <laughs> fucking dream <Right>. plane yeah <laughs> uh but that is uh the comic book for today um that was a good uh, word so you said you heard about the movie first yeah i saw the movie first. and then found out okay so that's, yeah. that's where we got that from yeah was a good last second pivot because i don't know what else we would have done yeah <laughs> no it was clutch so so good pick there eric yep uh with that said, we are going to go to the second half of our podcast here. Which, if it's your first time joining us, usually we will discuss the comic book first, and then go on to discuss the adaptation that uh, was usually the result of the comic book. But sometimes it was the other way around. Yeah, it can flip, like for Ninja Turtles and whatnot. No, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so the uh, the movie, I we, I watched that first. We watched that just a couple days ago, and then I read. I finished reading the comic earlier today. Yep. Um, the movie is interesting because. It's definitely standalone. Like, you don't need to know anything about the comic. The comic plays almost very, very, very little to do with the movie at all. Yeah. Besides a similar theme. Yep. Like and it, a similar villain, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, the uh, the whole idea of like a person in a coma, like being the vessel of like a uh, anotherworldly spirit, is yep. definitely the the central idea that spawned the rest of this movie. Yeah, and like a cult that latches onto it, right? Um, I, the movie has um, honestly, it's it's not a perfect horror movie for me, but I think it, it's re- it really shines in um, in certain parts, especially like when thing like once you know like the twist. Yeah, like, it's really reliable. like on the rewatch. It's probably much better. I was gonna say it and on my because it was my
1: second time watching. it, On the rewatch, it was almost a perfect horror movie until like um. I mean, we'll get to it later, but like there's a, a a part like the last ten minutes. There's there's like three minutes of it that it, you could easily just throw out. Yeah, but we'll I'll get to that once we
0: get to the but twist. Yeah, the rewatch is key because when you're watching it the first time, it's easy to be skeptical about a lot of things. Oh yeah, but. It's all, it all kind of makes sense in the end. Yeah. Because um, the movie, too, I mean, there's going to be spoilers here, so be careful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to watch this movie yourself, pause this podcast, watch it, come back, and join the discussion. <laughs> it's worth it, yeah. Yes. Um, because it starts out with a really, really great opening scene. Like the- I was
1: going to say, because this movie has like, it starts out with like a 20, 15 minute prologue that has n- the characters you never see again and is in a totally different setting that stands alone is just like a great short horror movie. Yeah, exactly.
0: That could easily just be its own movie. Oh yeah. Um, so if nothing else, just watch like the first 20 minutes of this movie and just see if you're feeling it. Yeah, exactly. Because you could stop there and get a complete experience. Yep. Um... Because it starts out with these, like, hikers in, um, um, what was it, Bhutan? Yeah, they're yeah, Bhutan. Either um, Tibet or China. Uh, yes, and they're, uh, kind of just, like, they have, like, a bunch of hiking gear and, like, snow gear. It looks like they're just kind of going out hiking and, like, Yeah, they're just trailing mountains. World co- traveling college students. Yeah. yeah. Um... And they are just hiking through the mountains when uh, one of them kind of, like, starts to get this, like, noise that they're hearing. Yeah, he starts um, hearing this weird whistle. Yeah, he's like, do you guys hear that? And he just kind of starts wandering off into a random direction. Like, dude, stop. Like, yeah, what are you what, doing? Come what are you back. doing? <laughs> and he just, like, at one point just, like, slips casually into a hole. Mm-hmm. And, like, at first you're thinking, like, oh, shit, like, he's, like, probably broken his legs. This is where we get started. Like, this is going to be a big orde- ordeal. Yeah. But you go down there, and like, his friend follows him down with his climbing gear. And he's, like, totally fine, just, like, sitting cross-legged in front of this fucked up looking like <laughs> yeah. alien skeleton. The most thing.
1: metal looking, like twenty armed, crazy looking
0: skeleton thing. Yeah, it looks like a, a human sitting cross legged, but like with these like Ec- w- too many bones Oh, too, too many too, bones. way too many bones. <laughs> um sitting with their hands crossed but they have like 20 fingers yep and then like these like crazy like wing kind of like skeletal like erectin almost like structure of bones around them
1: yeah it's like a bunch of like arms on the side and then like uh like wing bones like pop- popping out of their collarbone and like like it looks
0: insane yeah and it's like but it's like petrified like into the wall yep um and he's just like sitting there like meditating in front of it, just like staring at it. It's yeah. like, really fucking creepy. Yep. Um it's just like a really good setup. Like he gets his friend like out of there and like he's just like frozen, like completely, like uh, in a coma, basically. Yeah, and
1: they, they play with this idea in the comic way more, but uh, in this opening scene, they kind of relay this message, and it, it happens a couple times in the movie because his friend meditating, he's like, "Dude, get up, we got to go." And his and the dude meditated, like who's entranced, is like, "If you touch me, you're gonna die." Yeah, and he's just like, "What are you talking about?" And then like as soon as he grab, he touches him to grab him, the dude's sitting there like closes his eyes, and you can see he's like clearly like, "God damn it, like why?" Yeah, that was like hell?
0: his last like yeah, human. Like, like why like, did you? T- Touch me, you idiot. That was like that, the, the you're la- all dead. I used all my will to get that message out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So and that that kinda comes up a few times, but yeah, so that's if you touch someone that's already infected, like you're done.
0: Yeah, so it is it, they do very much play with that idea of like it's a sickness, like it's yep. contagious. Yeah. Um but it's more of like a mental idea that's contagious. Yeah, exactly. It's like how a yawn is contagious. Yeah, totally. Um uh, but yeah, and it's it's just like this really creepy, very isolated. Uh, like they find this cabin and they're just hiking out there. They're treating it like a like a brain injury. They're yeah, like, don't move him. Like we got to find out if he had like a concussion or if we hurt something. Like there's yep. no visible damage, but who knows? Yep. Um. And like the first part where it really kicks off is like the the, the woman like wakes up and like uh, the, uh he's gone and like it cuts like right to him like whispering in his friend's ear, but like floating above him. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, because this opening scene basically serves as um. Cause like it's like kind of a formula where, because it, it ends up being where it gets twisted in like uh, an American way, where it's like, oh, you stand on a bridge and gl- and blow into a glass bottle, and then like uh, then on the first night uh, you think of him, it's and, then, like and a, then on the first night yeah. you hear him, and then on the second night you see him, and then the third night he finds you. So this opening scene is literally like that happens, and then the second night, uh, the girlfriend of the guy in unconscious. This was the the scene where. Because uh, the other two people go out to search for, like, a, uh, supplies or, like, a way down. Right. And then all of a sudden she hears or sees someone standing outside in the snowstorm and she mm-hmm. walks out. And he's just it's just a person in, like, a bunch of, like, hoods and, like, a big shawl just standing there. And she's like, hey, we need help. Like, what are you doing? And then he's just standing there still. And then she, like, takes a step forward and then they te- take a step back. And then she takes a step back, and he te- takes a step forward. Like mirroring, yeah, yeah. Like it's a really cool scene, and then like all of a sudden he just starts chasing after, her and she runs inside, and it ends up just being their friends. Like, what the hell? Is, why did you lock the door? Right, exactly. Like, yeah. No, you
0: didn't look like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so there's a lot of good like mind trickery there. Um, yeah, but they they did kind of like give this one more of like a ghost story take, like yeah. an old ghost story that's been passed on, and that's how the idea transfers. Yeah. Um, which I do like that take too. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Because it makes like the whole. Um, I mean, it is kind of a little bit of like a Candyman. Rip off for sure yeah um I, I definitely saw that when i was watching it. i was like okay like,
1: yeah i mean is, there's a lot of stuff is, it's like bloody mary and all those like true. different kind of like yeah. myth, mythological that's stuff true.
0: i guess they were maybe the candy not the first one but it's like come on yeah um, but it, it works though because like the idea of a ghost story being passed along and that being the actual origin of like a thought-based creature yeah is pretty cool like that's the way they survive like yeah ooh, someone do the thing and then i'll be out there to you know infect more people exactly um and so, like, that thing is, like, it's, it's cool how it's, like, transferred, too, because at first you see uh, there's, like, these, like, little wooden uh, pipes that he's blowing into, like, these, uh, like, old kind of, like, it's old relic that he found in that cave. And he's, like, yeah. blowing into it just, like, with, like, a, a, like a wooden, like, whoo. Yeah. Um, and that gets translated to, in the, the modern bottle. day, yeah, blow into a bottle. Yeah. It's cool, like, how that can get translated, like, over time, how they did that. For sure, yeah. Like, the old myth would have been, like, blow into a, a, a set of pipes, and then he will come. Yeah, yeah like a, an ivory flute. Right. Um. So it's cool how that uh, you can see that transition because you saw the cold open of all the dead people. Yep. Um, but yeah. But it ends up where he's in the trance and then he ends up killing all of his friends. Well, not alone, though.
1: Um, yeah, because he, he basically his girlfriend is infected enough at that point where right. she just pulls out a knife, kills the other two and then walks off like a cliff by herself. Yep. And, yeah, so, yeah, and that's how that opens.
0: <laughs> we were only, like, 30 minutes into the movie, but I legitimately thought it was over. I was like, "Did you? is this a short movie? Yeah, because
1: it's, like, 20 minutes in, and then that, that like, part ends, and it's, like, the empty man. It's like, is that it? <laughs> yeah, it, it legitimately feels like a credit roll. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, is this a short film? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it's that,
0: that sequence stands alone. Like, it's yeah, it's very it's good. It's great. It's, in, like, honestly my favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because the rest of the movie follows a character who, and this is where it started to lose me, but now that on the rewatch, yep. I get it. Yep. Um, it's a character who's just like, he's an ex-cop. Uh, he, his wife died because he was cheating with another woman. It's a very typical kind of like gruff old cop story that we've seen a bunch of times. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the character himself is kind of like wet paper, but he's our introduction into the mystery. Like He's the one on the trail of what happened to uh, like his stepdaughter and like these other... Uh, not not technically a stepdaughter, but like the uh, wa- yeah his that's th- his mistress. It, that's that's his daughter, her role yeah. in his life at this point. Yeah, because
1: yeah. yeah he ended up like cheating on his wife with his neighbor and like his daughter or his neighbor's daughter. Like ends up getting close because that because like they he's alone now because his uh, right. wife and kid died. So they kind of help each other
0: out. Um, and so like it, it, the mystery itself is great. So like it, it doesn't really matter who we follow in that respect. A lot of times horror movies are like that. You don't really care about the person you're following. You care about the mystery. Yeah. Um. And so he, he, he's kind of just like, he's got a lot of like, he has this one line where he's like, now, you think this is weird? I grew up in San Francisco. <laughs> and he says that line like five times. It's, it's <laughs> at least three for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, this guy is weird. He keeps making the same comments. I like, know. Um, but I'll say it right now. This is the final twist. So if nothing else, stop listening now. Yep. We find out later that he is actually a thought manifestation himself. He yeah, was, he's a talpa. He was made by a team of writers. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> And the this cult, this like thought based cult, created him to be the new vessel for the yep. empty man.
1: That and that his neighbor's daughter was a part of, and basically orchestrated every part of this main character's like role and what was going to happen throughout that sequence
0: of the movie. Right, and like we find out, it usually takes five hundred years to find the perfect vessel. Like, yeah, find like who's going to take over. Yeah, cause we don't that, have that kind of time. It ends you
1: know? up being the dude in um for from the, the movie from the cold From the movie. Yeah, yeah, from the cold open, the guy in the uh, coma ends up being that guy, but it's only. Like 20 or so years later, but he's aged way more rapidly than a normal yeah. person would. So they're like, Yeah, n- normal people can't stand it. So we need like a completely empty
0: vessel that he can like withstand. Yeah. So they went homegrown and they made their own person, like just like popped him out of thin air with thought. Magic. Yeah, I had.
1: So there's a scene where he goes to this cabin where like, it uh, was one of the first. Uh, like locations where the cult operated, and he finds all these video tapes, like Manifestation Number Twenty, Number Twenty-One, yeah. and he's watching this tape of like them, this group doing a ritual of like manif- manifesting a topa, and it like it obviously is a botch one because it just starts like ripping out its insides and like painting the wall like with his blood. I'm pretty sure in that home video that was that same actor just with like with his head yeah because it's like black and
0: white but like uh reversed colors so it's very hard to make out anything yep
1: because the ending of that is like the dude staring into the camera and the guy staring at the monitor and like it's just like a a few different shots back and forth like just their faces looking at each other i'm pretty that had to have been that same actor. oh so that that means they've been
0: attempting this for like a hundred years yeah yeah that's sure. um so, yeah, there's like little hints like that that I'm sure that you pick up on the rewatch. But I, oh, yeah. W- when I was watching this the first time, I was pretty skeptical because I was like, this character sucks. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's kind
1: of a bit of wet paper. Oh, um, but it makes sense
0: because he was made by a team of not professional writers. They were just trying to make like almost, they were pretty much trying to make like a cliche broken man. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they probably took it from like cliche books and stuff. And they're yep. like, this is how a cliche man is. I just read Twilight. Here we go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: yeah, there's a lot of funny lines because like, uh, uh, this was scene where he finds the cult and everything, and we get a cool Stephen Root cameo where he's like one well, of the, Stephen Root's He's one great. of the preachers, yeah. And yet uh, at the end, like he's obviously dismissing him, and Stephen Root's like, "Oh, well, I uh, ho- hope you stick around longer this time." He's like, "I, I this is the first time I've been here." I mean, like, so obviously he's had different manifestations that have come and like not reacted well. So
0: yeah, he's, I think he says like, "I hope you stay longer this time." So I think he's either referencing like. Uh, like the, the short lived Like he where he died Right away maybe or Yeah I, like, no, I
1: think he was referring To like old
0: manifestations Right Because then he's we like We see him later in that scene Like with yeah. the people At the table yep.
1: Yeah Because he's like Yeah he's like This is the first time I've been here And Stephen Roach Just like with a smirk is like Ah it must just be Something about you
0: Yeah Yeah it's a, yeah, it's a really cool part. Because they, they play it uh, where, like, you, I, I didn't see that twist at all at the end. Like, it, yeah. the, the pieces were clearly laid. Yeah, but when they said that, it was like, oh, yeah. I really like that. Because that fixes <laughs> all the problems I have with this movie.
1: Yeah, because literally the first time you see this character, he's at a diner. And, like, he gives the person, like, a uh, a birthday, uh, like, coupon. So, like, they come out and sing happy birthday. So, that's literally the scene of, like, him being born. Yep. Like, and, like, at that part of the movie. So, yeah, there's just a lot of, on the rewatch or a lot of cool nuggets like that that you pick up on.
0: So what is the deal with, um, like, his neighbor, like, the one he cheated on his wife with? Because she, at one point in the movie, just for- completely forgets who he is.
1: Yeah, that part I wasn't totally clear on because it's, like, the the uh, the girl is, like, that's her mom. So, like, she's obviously real, yeah. but, like, she has this inner relationship with this... Uh, Topa, where, like,
0: so I don't know if that's just like. Was he imagining that? Like, the Joker? He like, must be imagining the relationship? Yeah, he had to have been. Like, he's just, like, sitting in his living room, like, what a wonderful date we're on. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's probably the best guess I'd have, because, other than that, because, yeah, at one point after he's he gets revealed that he's a Topa, he, like, calls her number, and she's like, who is this? Like, I right. don't know
0: who this is. Which, yeah, um. so, yeah, at that point, it's like, oh, well, then, was the rope just cut? Like, is he no longer. Like, is this no longer an illusion? Yeah. Because, like, there were other there's other people who talked to him. So, like, I'm wondering, like, where the line was. Yep. Like, it could just be a thing where it's like, once they decide, like, oh, this is no longer a real thing. Now he's yep. just a body. So they, they cut all of that, and now no one has any memory of ever knowing him. Yeah. Even, even though maybe along the line they did. Yep. I mean, it could, it could go either way. It's not super important, but it it's does raise yet. some questions. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's something to think about. Um,. But yeah so the, the ending is pretty cool it's, it's uh, very bleak he becomes basically the new antichrist
1: yeah so like the ending like the ending would have been perfect for me but they wait because this whole movie uh, they keep showing you flashes of like his kid in the backseat of a car and his wife looking back like Tommy stop playing with that and right. like before they're about to obviously get in a crash and him like at a at his neighbor's uh husband's funeral and then that's when like, they obviously cheated on each other yeah and then they don't wait until the show the ending of those flashbacks until it's revealed that he's a tulpa. So and then they reveal these scenes like they're supposed to have some huge emotional weight, but we already know
0: that they're manufactured memories. That's a really good pacing point because it, yeah. it, you're revealing the the lesser mystery that at that point we've already deduced exactly. <laughs> like like no one cares about
1: that anymore. Like we like just get on with what's if happening. You want that to
0: be a mystery? You got to answer that one first. So we're like, ooh, how? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like because they
1: play these scenes as he's like going home and finding like his empty house and then like all like the the other stuff that's different now that he's aware that he's not real. And then, yeah, you get into, because then he ends up getting into, like, this weird, I don't know if he crosses a dimension, it has to be something like that, because he ends up in this old, like, uh, sewer, where it's finally revealed what the empty man, what, like, the actual beast looks like. It's just, like, this black, like, kind of cowling, like, huge, like, monster thing that ends up, like, just jumping inside of him.
0: Um but yeah, there's there's a few scenes in here that I think in a vacuum are just really great well designed horror scenes. Absolutely. Which you don't need any context for, you could just watch. Like a great example would be like the one where he's just like sneaking up to like this camp that the oh, cult yeah. has. Yeah. And he just sees like a fire burning and like people dancing around it like a witch coven, but yep. like with way more way more people. Yeah, it's like a hundred people. Yeah. And they're just like dancing around singing. Uh like chanting something. And uh, he goes up to watch trying to be sneaky... And at one point, he sees like the the fire kind of rise and make a spiral, and he like follows it. Like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I can't remember the name, but in that scene, they're they're chanting the name of a Lovecraft like dark one. Oh, okay. I can't remember the exact one, but yeah, there's a lot of Lovecraft stuff in
0: this. Okay, interesting. Because um, yeah, it, it gave me kind of true detective vibes with this scene where he like yep. he sees the fire and it rise up, and then the stars kind of like bug out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then he kind of like instantly snaps back, and it's like back to reality. Yep, and the Oops, fire the fires
1: out. <laughs> And then the people start like walking away. It looks like they're just walking away, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like they just stop and all like turn and look at him. And he's just standing there, like, no, they can't see me. That's ridiculous. And then they right. they start like walking towards him. It's like, oh shit! Like that whole buildup is like yep. such a fucking great scene. And then I they love do like the scene.
0: the mirroring scene thing, where like he takes one step yep. back, and then they take one step forward.
1: Yeah, it's like just like from the beginning. Yep. Yeah, the opening. It was
0: really a really cool tie in there.
1: Yeah, that scene, and then the scene where um. He goes uh, like on because there's a point where a group of kids go missing, and he goes to like the main bridge in town and he finds like a bottle and he's like huh, why not and he fucking blows into the bottle I was like really dude <laughs> <laughs> but then like a few seconds after that he finds like a sewer grate that's open and then all of a sudden all the cicadas and all like the wildlife around him just cuts yeah and it's just absolute silence that's a
0: great horror, horror thing yeah, that like, people use yeah. I know
1: I love that trope that people pull out cause then yeah as soon as he goes down under the bridge then there's like five kids that have hung themselves and they're all just dangling from the bridge yep. like that scene in a vacuum and like the, the campfire scene like there's just a lot of great snips like that in this movie that are just like perfect horror
0: yeah even the opening like bridge scene is pretty good in like a very like classic horror movie kind of way like, oh a bunch yeah of kids like oh bet you won't blow into the bottle and think of the empty man. exactly yeah uh, stop joking around
1: <laughs> come on timmy
0: <laughs> um, yeah they, there's a lot of good stuff yeah, there's certain scenes like that that are just ageless or i'm like i'm always gonna enjoy stuff like this and oh yeah like, all of a sudden like oh no we fucked up like, yeah. yeah you did <laughs> you stupid kids yeah <laughs> Um, but overall, very good movie. I'm glad we watched this. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, it's better than Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you're gonna choose one of the two, go with Empty Man. Oh uh, yeah, it's a good sleeper pick. It's a surprising that it was such a recent like that it was adapted so quickly. Yeah. Um, for like, sure. It must have just been like some comic book fan who was like a producer or something. Who that's the like, thing. This cause, is great
1: because it, it it I I don't know the exact budget, but it definitely didn't have a very high budget, especially when it came to actors. But um. But like as a whole, because like, it wasn't some major production, so right. like, but for what for what they had, like they did a great job. Oh right,
0: a low budget horror can still be extremely good, as we oh, learned. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's just interesting. I think it's a lot of that too. Is like there's a lot of like reaching for comic book properties right now. Yeah, like, totally. It's so, like pretty much any independent property is going to get pulled by like Netflix or something. Be like, let's m- make this good. Yeah, and we, we, we want the next uh, comic book show.
1: Yeah, this one was weird because. Um, it, it, it actually It went it was a straight to theaters In 2018 And I, I can't I don't know what studio did it But it flopped And th- it only made like A million bucks in box office Because I guess the, the theatrical trailer That they were showing To promote the movie Like was just Completely off From what the actual story was So oh, I bet So people were just t- Completely like What the hell is this Yeah But then it, it In the past year or so It's become like Slowly building into Like a cult classic That was misunderstood Oh at I, least. I would
0: have a very hard time Selling a trailer on this movie Oh yeah I don't know how you do and it And it's mostly because it's probably just a bunch of scenes of, like, uh main cop dude, like, having his, like, nightly terrors. Exactly. Beast, which are not the scariest parts of the no, movie. No, definitely not. Because it's like, oh, no, a shape moving down the hallway. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, someone flicked my lights in the hallway. <laughs> and but those like- scenes happen, and, like, it's probably, like, trailer gold. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, far from the point of the movie. Yeah. Totally, yeah. So, yeah, you can really miscapture this movie very easily because it has, like, it very much puts the layer of a standard horror movie on there and then tries to twist it along the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely yeah which when you're making a trailer it's very easy to fuck that up yeah uh like a lot of horror movies have that problems especially like the campy ones like i think there's like a lot of trailers that scream or like they make it seem like this super serious movie oh yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) um so yeah i I hopefully uh my plan is to watch a bunch of horror movies through the course of the month i'm gonna be trying to make a list and get through it i'm checking it twice yeah i've gotten i've got i think i'm up
1: to like five or six already i started late september but yeah i've gotten a good view in the first week
0: Yep, so that is the plan I'm also going to sk- uh, get started on reading uh, Lock and Key So I can make up some yep. time uh, for a couple weeks When we wrap that up uh, yep. We're going to be talking about maybe the final three volumes We'll see uh, how far we get I feel like that's probably what we'll do, but we'll see Because there's six total, right? There's six total, okay. and we did three So I feel like yeah. doing one would be too little And doing two, it's like, come on, just finish it Yeah, exactly Because
1: um, I I would imagine there's probably going to be a third season of that show But you never know
0: Oh, and I want to talk about the final volume of, of Lock and Key so bad Because it goes from like 0 to 100 so quickly I'm okay. like, oh my god now it's a horror book yeah i definitely i definitely <laughs> gotta finish that soon yeah because at first it's kind of like you know young adult like whoo we're we're growing up and we're learning exactly like, yeah. about ourselves using magic and ghosts yeah
1: like that, there's a lot of coming of age uh like yeah like sequences it's good in it's that. yeah it's like, all great. that's what the
0: show is at its core but definitely like, but but the final volume is like Fuck that. It's true horror time. <laughs> Kids are dying now. Yeah, oh, shit. The, the big boy pants are going on. Yeah. Uh, so it, it it truly like takes the training wheels off. It's like, nope. No rules anymore. Interesting. Yeah, it gets gnarly. So it, it's uh, I'm excited to talk about the rest of that book. Cool. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Uh, so join us in a couple weeks for Lock and Key. I believe the uh, the show comes out on the 21st. Um, our episode will be... Actually, let me check my calendar quick to see how that lines up. I think that actually does line up pretty well. Uh, so, yeah, that'll come out. Uh, we'll actually have the whole weekend there. Uh, we'll see how far we got. The the season, if I remember, was not that long last time. It was like eight episodes. I think it was like eight, We might yeah. be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that is the plan. Uh, so until then, uh, go out there and, uh, I, I don't know, trick and treat your neighbors. Oh, is yeah. that what you do? Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Okay. <laughs>